Welcome to Don't Forget Your Position. This week I spoke with Chris Small, who is a web content writer at Melbourne City Wrestling, which is the largest wrestling promotion here in Melbourne, Victoria, and definitely one of the largest in Australia. So look, I had a bit of a chat um, with Chris about some of the parallels that I found between marketing and wrestling. As a fan, I watch it and I see some things sometimes which I believe can be attributed to certain branding techniques or aspects. And I just wanted to get his um, opinion on, on some of these questions that I had. So sit back and enjoy this interview. Hi, Chris. Thank you so much for joining. Don't forget your position. Uh, how are you today? Not too bad, Nick. Thanks for having me. That's good. Um, so yes, I think the best way to go about it is if you'd like to outline your roles and your role and your daily duties as the content uh, web content writer for the Melbourne City Wrestling Promotion. Absolutely. So the thing about my daily duties is they're not actually daily. So I'm very lucky that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Melbourne City Wrestling has a full-time crew uh, of promoters, of bookers, of, of course, the talent. Um, yeah. And they really are the ones who keep the trains running on time, et cetera. I'm very fortunate in my position where I get to pick and choose what I provide and what I give to them. Um, it's been a very beneficial relationship um, that started in 2018, where I just reached out to uh, the person who was working on the website at that time. Her name was Ree, um, and absolutely fantastic uh, human being. And I owe a lot to her because she very much took me sight unseen. I had been managing a blog for a bit there about my travels in Australia. I'm from Canada originally. I'd been in Australia for about a year and was just documenting all the cultural differences, all the things that I was up to during that time as a way to connect to people back home. Yeah. So I sent her a sample of that and just said, if you need any support or if you need any help, because I've loved wrestling since I was 14, I've been to a bunch of shows and I love the work that you guys are doing and I would love to just be part of that community. And okay. she took a chance on me and the rest, as they say, is history. Since then, pretty much every month, Melbourne City Wrestling runs pretty consistently before the world ended, monthly yes, shows, yeah. <laughs> uh, first at the uh, Essendon Ukrainian Bingo Hall. Uh, yeah. And then uh, more recently, now that they've expanded uh, the Thornbury Theatre on a yes. regular basis. So uh, I would probably say a week prior to the show, my duties consist of getting the card. Um, so that is the matches that are going to be happening on that Saturday and writing down a thorough preview of what's to be expected. And that includes the backstory of the matches. It includes basically a bit of a teaser, um, really promoting why this match has significance on the card and also what's are the stakes behind it. Yeah. And once the actual show happens on the Saturday, I usually help with a lot of the social media feeds. So yeah. I'll be someone who assists with um, Twitter commentary. Um, I'll do certain things in terms of social posts. Um, the last couple of shows, I've also done some on-camera work. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after everything wraps up, I'm taking detailed notes and I'll do a post-show wrap up uh, the next day for people who missed the show, yeah. uh, just results and explaining what the fallout of everything was and what's going to happen the next month. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot more than I, than I thought actually. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I've, um, I've been to a couple of shows actually. I went to 
Winter Warfare. Um, and it's the previous one just before lockdown. I can't make it next weekend, but I will be there in January um, for New, Hawaii, New Horizons, I believe. That's the one where it's sort of like a Survivor Series five on five deal uh, is that the one thing and, yeah. and new horizons usually just kind of caps off the beginning of the month hence new horizons or the beginning of the yeah. year of I the, say. Uh, so yeah. it's usually the first kind of resets yeah. everything so 2022 off with a bang yeah yeah no looking forward to that one um so yeah look I, i'm a wrestling fan I, I know what it's all about the storyline the face versus the heel the um the putting over the promotion uh the promo sorry it's sports meets entertainment and i love it and i know a lot of people in australia obviously america and canada as well love it as well as someone working for a, a wrestling promotion as a web content writer, what are some of the challenges um, with writing about wrestling um, compared to basketball or, or football? I think exactly what you just said there. You as a fan, you know what it's all about, the, the face versus the heels, the dynamic. Because we are sports meet entertainment, mm -hmm. the whole concept of writing about what's happened on a show or what the lead yeah. up to the show is, is quite different than normal sports because regular sports, you will, I say regular sports, but say your ideas of, um, or your examples of, you know, a baseball game, for instance, or an yeah. AFL game, you do have storylines, quote unquote, going into a big match, right? You might have people who are injured. You might have, this is the rivalry between these two teams, yeah. but those are facts writing as a content creator for a website where you are trying to promote matches it's drawing a fine line between not condescending to your audience yeah. and making sure that you're pushing the narrative that the promoters and the bookers want yeah. they want to make sure that this story has this importance um, when you're writing about a basketball game no one can dispute the facts of what's happening someone has a twisted ankle that that's it's what, what it, it is. is yeah these two team, teams hate each other that's what it is mm. if you're writing a preview there could be certain things that you want to emphasize more you want to explain why this is a challenge for this athlete you yeah. for whatever reason might also want to push the bias towards a certain wrestler if there's someone who the promoters are trying to push and you also have to make sure that you're not writing it so the audience who's on the website isn't feeling like they're being patronized or spoken down to. Yeah, I get you. Um, it, it's very much, I'm sure you get this all the time, but when you reveal that you're a wrestling fan, a lot of people will just say, you know, oh, you know, that's not real. The F word. Fake or all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always kind of say, well, you go to movies, right? Exactly. You know that Robert Downey Jr. is an Iron Man, right? Yeah. Or but certain reality shows like, like maps for instance you know hey that's a bit that's very scripted People very scripted yeah. exactly and at the end of it when someone goes to see someone goes to see an avengers movie or, or yeah. something like that as as a movie someone isn't going to write if you're writing a synopsis of that movie it's not going to be like and robert downey jr exactly. was yeah. in this scene and he was fighting against josh brolin it was cgi mm -hmm. of course you're yeah you're along for the ride you're explaining the story but you're also that's doing it in a way that you're Yes, exactly. It's shared. Yeah. You're 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 speaking to wrestling fans who are suspending their disbelief, and you want to respect that. Mm. So I think this is a very long-winded way to say. I think the the <laughs> thing is that we're trying to establish a narrative that yeah. sports writers 
might not necessarily do. They're more stats based, we're more storyline based, and we are, and therefore it's our responsibility to shift the perception of the audience. Yeah. Okay. No, and um, so obviously a lot of people think that, you know, a lot of kids watch wrestling, which is true, but the kids would watch it even if they do think that it's, you know, what's going on is actually happening, but it is the adults that are going on social media and going on the website and actually reading about it. So you have to, you know, write for them. So I understand what you're trying to say. It's like, hey, we're not trying to fool anybody, but we're still trying to sell the storyline. We're still trying to get you excited about this match, um, this title match is coming up or, or whatever it is, this heel turn that happened last week, what's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and you're in the moment when, you, when you're there. You know what's going on. You know what it's all about, but you don't care. That's what you love, and, and it's... Yeah, exactly. Sportsman entertainment. I mean, two of the best things in the world put together. Exactly um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I, as a fan, a wrestling fan, but also as a marketer, I, I might have a unique um, way of thinking. When I watch wrestling, when I watch WWE, whatever it is, I I, I kind of also have a marketing hat on. And, and I think to myself, look, these characters, they're playing a fictional version of themselves or a different entity to themselves. Um is it up to them to deliver? Oh, so it is up to them to, de- to deliver to the promotion why they should be number one, why they should be in the in the main event. This is branding for me anyway. I'm thinking of when I watch, um, um, you know, Randy Orton. I'm like, he's he's branding himself to the organization to show why he should be where he is. How much of this actually comes from the wrestler? Or like you said earlier, is it the promotion kind of pushing them to a certain character or certain style? Um, and you as a writer, are you trying to actually study the, the wrestler on social media, trying to understand how they want to be portrayed? Or is the conversation you speaking to MCW and saying, how do you want me to write about this, this character? Or a bit of both. Yeah. It, it's a bit of both, I think. Yeah. Um, so to tackle the first part of your question, does it come down to, is it up to the performer to create that persona or does the company they work for kind of shape that? Yeah. It's a bit of both uh, like okay. any type of organization or company. Yeah. Um, you know, you're obviously take your cues from what management wants, but yeah. you're going to put your own spin on it, okay. particularly when you're in the independent scene. So in the last five years, and that's coincidentally how long I've been in Australia. And maybe it's just amazing timing for me, but Australian wrestling has had a huge boom. Um, I, just, <laughs> I, I think yeah. that, the, yeah, the recognition, um, there's a lot more promotions that are happening, not just yeah. in Melbourne, but across Australia. Um, the spotlights on a lot of Australian talent in WWE right now. Yeah, um, the amount Hartwell. of yeah, Absolutely. You've got Indy Hartwell. You've got Dakota Kai from New Zealand, of yeah. course. Um, Grayson Walk- Walker, who was um, Matty Wahlberg. Wahlberg, yeah, here. yeah. He's doing really well. Um, and yeah, he was just, uh, as, at the time of this recording, he just was in his first main event pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, so it's huge. And I think because of that, there are so many opportunities for performers in Australia right now to work through different companies. Yeah. And when you're on the independence like that, it's up to you to maintain that character. And it's up to you to keep that. So we've got someone who's very, very popular in Melbourne City Wrestling and across Australia called Caveman Ugg. Yes, I've now, seen him. <laughs> now, Caveman Ugg is basically, we talk about that suspension of disbelief going along for the ride. Um, he is a very, very talented wrestler yeah. who is quite literally a caveman. <laughs> you know, he builds himself- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he builds himself from the Jurassic period. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't speak very well. Um, you know, I don't understand why he wants title belts, but you know what? That's okay. They're, they're shiny. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, 
he as a now him the person the 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 performer behind that character created that persona okay. and that's why he's able to shop it around or compete in various promotions mm. as that character yeah because he's the one who's promoting that he's the one who's marketing himself as caveman ug now yeah. when he comes to mcw what will happen with that company is they will determine what where they want to market or put that character that has already come full fleshed on the card yeah. so the performer will create this persona and the company will decide how to market it for instance so caveman ug as that example could wrestle for three different promotions in the course yeah. of a weekend very busy and very sore but to use that example he could be in the main event of one of those companies fighting for the championship belt because yeah. that's the way that that promotion wants to market him he could be in a 20-man battle royale because that's how this other promotion sees him. Yeah. So that's kind of to, hopefully that answers your question in terms yeah. of what the connection is between those two. So the second part of your question, where, where I come in as a content writer and do I follow along on social media? It's, it's a mixed bag, honestly, because I'm not really behind the scenes and because there's so many things happening on the day, I don't really get a chance to speak to a lot of the performers. Mm. Uh, I'm just kind of, and and sometimes I actually prefer that. I kind of like going in and watching from a fan's perspective. From an outside point, yeah, okay. Exactly, from an I outside point of view, I will get the match card, um, but I actually don't know what's going to happen. So I'm, I'm not in oh, the really? position where, no, no, I'm not in the position okay. where people will kind of um, let me know what's happening. And I prefer it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer going in and, seeing the card and then I get to react in real time in your own now, way. Yeah. Now with that, I do follow along on socials because a lot of times when I'm helping out with social media on the day, you have to tag a lot of the performers. Of you will see on their websites and you will see through their promos, the catchphrases and the nicknames and the monikers that they're going by. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get it wrong. I was doing some, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I was doing, I was doing some, um, some behind the scenes work or um, some social media for another um, wrestling promotion here. That's uh, very, very big right now. Deathmatch down under. Oh. Um, and they specialize in hardcore um, deathmatch style wrestling. Yeah. And because I, I couldn't hear because everyone was booing, it was a very hot segment. And this group of wrestlers named themselves a certain faction. And this was the, the intro of it. Okay. And in my write-up, I got it wrong. And oh, they posted no. it on social media. And one of the wrestlers, very funny, just said, no, it's this name, you fucking Mark. I'm sorry, I don't know if we're not allowed to swear. Okay, no, that's fine. That <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but, so he's keeping he's keeping on brand. He he's, he's keeping Matt on brand. Hill. He's keeping in character, yeah. but okay. also letting me know that hey, you know what? Maybe get your facts straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that that's heavy. So you got to be on your game. But it's kind of like you said earlier. You everyone knows what it's about. Everyone knows it's entertainment. But by you doing that, by you not actually knowing who won, it's your reaction. So you're kind of keeping that authenticity to the way you you write and if you're excited about an outcome it will come through in in your words in your content i think people and will also, appreciate that yeah and it's also one of those things where when you're writing the results of a match yeah i'd like to think in my own small way i'm also helping or mm. helping or assisting in the storylines and also with those performers of getting over which is yeah. you know, the vernacular in wrestling just becoming more popular or yeah. being marketed better um in the in long run because if anyone could put um, X wrestler defeated Y wrestler with Z move. Yeah. But when you're putting the, when you're putting spice on it and where as a wrestling fan, it really kind of comes in and it helps that because 
if I come in and I can see what the psychology of the match is, if I can say, oh, and this is the finishing move that they used, and this is why this actually went down, and, and this person showed a lot of heart, but at the end of the day, this person was able to lock in a submission, and that was it, no one can get out of that submission, that helps the marketing of those characters yeah. and the storyline they're trying to tell. So yeah. I think it really helps, and it's important to be a fan yeah. when you're writing for this. Uh, and I think it will also allow for the respect of certain wrestlers because you know they're gonna they're gonna retweet because they are in promotion for themselves, as yeah. you said. When we post those results, when we do any kind of write-up of a performer, it's up to them to, you know, retweet it on social media. It's up yeah. to them to, to kind of share what the promotion's putting up there. Yeah. So, and if, if we're not doing a good job or if I'm not doing a good job or if I've, you know, disrespected someone inadvertently, yeah. then they're not going to do that. And of course, I'm not going to have their trust anymore either. Okay. That makes it, you need to give them the tools to do what they have to do <laughs> to promote themselves. And yeah, it's a big part of it. Um, yeah, look, well, the website is fantastic. Everything about it looks really nice. Um, obviously, we've got the, the Worlds Collide coming up um you know the up and coming matches the reviews on demand as well that those links tickets articles as but as a web content writer do you draw inspiration from larger organization larger promotions like wwe aew or more do you pay more attention to the independents in america and canada and look at those websites or even the other ones in australia which which way do you go about it i think so I'm not the website developer, so it's not really my choice in terms yeah. of um, which way well, it goes, but I will that, yeah. speak to, I, I, I think that what we're trying to do as a company is be our own brand and not really, because when you say the independent sites, I think there are two different types of websites in wrestling. Mm -hmm. You've got the promotional websites, so okay. you know a, a promotions website, and you've got the dirt sheets, quote unquote, um, the, the wrestling sheet. The wrestling news organizations are the ones that oh, are just right, a yeah. collection of, so, you know, yeah. you've got, you know, Raja.com or, or they're Bleacher very opinionated, or, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, and it's okay. more about, and it's more about the backstage rumors of what's happening. Oh, I see. Collective of things. Yeah. So I think in terms of marketing, I guess it's the same thing. It's the, it's the difference between quote unquote investigative journalism, which is what I think dirt sheets try to be and everyone mm -hmm. tries to have that story um but we're not we're not doing that because yeah those type of websites are very much about pretty much ruining the illusion right like that's okay. that that's the whole thing you know yeah people are just well, like well you know this happened and these people are upset backstage and that it, it's gossip mongering and yeah. it is a, a lot of and, and you know i'm I, I read those same sheets because I mean, as, as a fan, you want to know what's happening and you yeah. want to know why, and you feel more connected. But what MCW is trying to do is, you know, this is our brand and what we write and what we put out on that website needs to speak to that brand. So I think we're more looking towards, and I say we, you know, I'm, I'm a very small part of this organization, <laughs> um, but what they're trying to do is you know, market themselves as a WWE, as an AEW. Yeah. Um, MCW has is very, very fortunate because they have a lot of partnerships with a lot of Australian companies. A lot of, for instance, Worlds Collides that coming that's coming out next week. That's yeah. in association with PWA in uh, for us in Australia in Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and we've had shows with New Japan, which is you know. Mm say what you will about AEW, you know, there's a, there's a case to be made that New Japan is arguably the second largest wrestling promotion in the world after WWE. Yeah. So that professionalism 
and that sheen of high quality. And thank you very much for those, those comments towards the website. Thanks. That's what they're trying to go for. I think that okay. we're trying not to be an independent site. We're, we're trying to push the brand of Melbourne City Wrestling, which is yeah. ideally we want people to, they want people to believe, you know, the biggest wrestling promotion in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. No, so have, have you seen that increase during the time you've been there? Or that just been Definitely. a consistent thing? Yeah. No, I definitely have. Like, like I said, when I first started going in 2017, there were shows at you know the Essendon Ukrainian yes, um, yeah. hall. I, I miss those days. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? I think that there was something really. Oh, there, there, there was a lot of a lot of fun about those shows. Um, yeah. You know, smaller audiences, and they would run maybe four shows a year in Thornbury. Oh. The, okay. Now it's every month. The, yeah. Exactly. So you'd have your monthly shows, and then you'd have almost you know the big four shows would be yeah. in Thornbury. But okay. Now five years later yeah. the expansion that they've had yeah absolutely every show's in thornbury now and there have been shows that they've actually booked out larger stadiums for yeah uh and you guys have one you have something coming up in summers summersby uh, mcw headquarters I, th I think i saw so yeah so that's a new initiative that's kicking off this saturday december 11th saturday. Um, mcw fusion yeah fusion. so melbourne city wrestling also has a training academy anyone who wants to learn how to be a pro wrestler um can sign up they uh everything is it's an amazing school mm -hmm. uh, a lot of new talent that is currently being featured in mcw has come from that school okay. um you know we've got trainers who are veterans of the industry you know you probably got a combined 50 years experience between mm, all wow. of the trainers there yeah um and this is a way to it's almost to, akin to NXT, uh, yeah. which is the developmental territory in WWE. Um, yeah. This is a way to kind of have students work in front of a live audience, um, but it also is bringing in some of the seasoned experts and wrestle with those students as well. So it's it's a really fun idea and initiative. And I mean, the first one we're they're they're going all out. You know, the, the yeah. world champion Adam Brooks is going to be there. Adam He's going to be wrestling. Yeah. So there's going to be, yeah, it's a really exciting thing. So I think the idea will be, and again, you know, this might be unofficial or I might be speaking prematurely is to run, you know, a monthly fusion show along with the monthly oh, wow. main MCW show. So it's a really exciting time in, the, in their business. Yeah, no, it's definitely growing. And I know this, this is a bit off script. Um, uh, you guys have on demand, which you can watch after the, the pay-per-views if you don't, if you haven't been, if you don't go or, or whatever. Um, is, is the, is the goal to have some sort of, show on on a tv on a streaming service is that the long-term goal that you know of or would you love to see something be, like that i wouldn't be able to speak to that because i don't yeah. want to speak for the owners or the promoters but i yeah. do know that at least the on-demand side of things they, mm. there's been a huge not spike but you know the, the numbers and the orders and the people who have subscribed and have utilized that service has been very very um I'd say very optimistic, okay. very, as in like, I think that uh, everyone's very pleased with the numbers that have come Yeah. Out. So okay. that's what, what that leads to, who knows, but it shows that there is definitely a demand and an interest. Yeah, no, that's, that's good to hear. So it's not just about actually going to the events and having a nice night out, but people, that just kind of proves people do like the storylines and they do want to find out what happens even if they don't go to a, to an event. Um. Yeah, look, Thank you so much for, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, as a wrestling fan, like I said, uh, I loved hearing about this sort of stuff and getting an inside scoop, but also it's very relevant to, to certain aspects of marketing. So thank you very much uh, for coming on. No worries. Thanks for having me, Nick.
So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. And if you're in Melbourne, definitely check out MCW at the Thornbury Theatre. I've been a couple times and it is a great show, great night out. They have a show every month, so definitely check out their websites um, and, and see what shows they've got coming up. If you want to follow us on our socials, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, go and search at DFYP Sports. And on Facebook, I'll be starting a uh, starting to ask some questions on that exclusive group, Marketers of Sport. So have a good week and see you next time.